for Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. I just love that word, pondered. So before we begin today, I want to sh- I want to thank my friends at Home Instead Senior Care for providing trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. And we are so grateful to them today because we have an amazing guest to share with us. His name is Stan Ward. Dr. Stan Ward, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Well, I'm just so excited because we did this show with your story. And I think if you didn't get to hear that, I put his some of his, not all of his bio, but a lot of it on that show. Plus, Stan shared really tenderly about what it was like for him when his wife had a traumatic brain injury due to an accident, a car accident. And he had two little kids. His beautiful daughters were 10 and younger. And so he shared, and he was working on his Ph.D., all this stuff. Stan, I won't go over that again, but I do want my listening friends to know you can find that podcast if you're interested. And if you are finding yourself overwhelmed, because as Stan said in that episode, sometimes people associate work burnout, they associate burnout with work. But as women, we know most of the time the thing that really gets to our heart and our energy level is happening at home. And then we still have to go to work. So we're going to talk about burnout today, Stan. I'm, I'm so excited. This is the, the segment where you share your wisdom. We have a whole bunch to talk about there. I just want to mention one other thing. Um, we had this whole, like, we had this whole show scheduled. I, I scheduled my shows weeks in advance. And so two months ago, we were talking about this together, not knowing that the coronavirus would hit. And what I've discovered is I was... I was looking so forward to your show because I felt burnout. I've, I've had a really intense year of a lot of work, and so many fun things are happening with my book publications. Uh, but it, it was wearing me out, and so I was feeling really thin. And then we had the coronavirus, and for me, that provided a break. But I know for other mm-hmm. people, it, it wasn't a break at all. I know for other people, it was just one more layer and level of stress. So I don't know how you're experiencing that spring, uh, you know, two of 2020 when we all experienced this shutdown. But I realized as we got closer that this is a very relevant topic, no matter what is going on, Stan. So I can't wait to hear what you have to share. share. So tell me a little bit about your in your notes that you sent me about what we could talk about. You mentioned that your personality traits you felt set you up for burnout. And so I'm very interested to hear what you have learned from your experiences. Yeah, so from a, the personality side, I'm I'm driven both 
for relationships and results. Now, I, I tend to fall a little toward the introverted scale, so this this whole shelter-in-place thing is not a problem for me. I, I like people. I really do. They just make me tired. And so yeah, uh, to have I some think- alone time is, is nice. But uh, because I care about both people and relationships, I'm or excuse me, work, results, and relationships, I'm always thinking about both of those. And often we're in situations where we have to choose task or relationship, right? So it's easy to get yeah. into a space where you're feeling conflicted a lot of times. Your success metrics may not be reasonable. Or I mean, rephrase that. My success metrics may not be reasonable. Um, and so because I'm so, I care so deeply and I work hard, it just sets me up for burnout. Part of the reason we know that is because the, the research on burnout that I'm following goes all the way back into the 1980s and was really inspired by concerns for people in caretaking professions. Wow, that's so, so interesting. As the, go ahead. And I said that's so interesting because I've you know I've got a daughter with who it does she and her husband they they have their whole business about caregiving, taking care of and helping people take care of themselves. So wow. Yes, uh, the original research looked at folks like social workers, teachers, doctors, police officers. People in various forms of public service. Later, the wow. research then actually looked at issues for students because we found wow. students were experiencing uh, similar factors as well. So, can I ask you a question? What's the difference uh, that's between the, whole point of the show? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Well, okay. So, one of my thing is, like in my case, I've had a really uh, intense year. And I've worked really hard. So I know I'm worn out. But what's the difference between being just worn out because I've been working too hard and being burnt, like working on something I love to do, by the way, versus Mm -hmm. being burnt out? Like, tell me how I know which one I'm in. I think I do both. Yeah, let me start with a metaphor and then I'll give you some some language to go with it. Perfect. Yeah. The metaphor would be think about what happens to a car engine when it runs out of gasoline versus what happens when it keeps running without oil. Ah. So when a, when a car engine runs out of gasoline, right, it just kind of bop, 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 and stops. Okay, so that's worn out. Burnout is where you keep going even though you're out of that oil. You're out of what you need to sustain yeah. yourself. You just keep okay. working. And, of course, what does the engine end up doing? Well, it destroys itself in its, in its wow. process of working. Wow. And so wow. uh, to, be, to be worn out... So, so as human beings, we're made to go through cycles of exertion and rest, exertion and rest. So to be worn out is to have gone all the way through the exertion cycle where you can go no further, and then you stop. Burnout is you <laughs> you keep making yourself go even though you don't have the resources to keep going. And, and eventually, right, that catches up. Wow, I love There's- that metaphor. That is so great. I really love that. So basically, when I'm exhausted after a full day, sometimes I get so excited about writing, I forget to eat all day long, Stan. That can happen to me. So, yeah. but then I stop, and, and then finally I, I realize I'm starving, and so I eat and I sleep. So that is being worn out. On the other hand, when I'm pushing to do things that I know I need to do, but I don't really want to do them, but I have to, then I can do that and make myself do it until finally I'm just out of oil is what you're saying. If you're not careful, there's there's really three things you want to watch for in oh, the Maslach research, which is what I follow. So uh, one is emotional exhaustion. So you can think about – and by the way, if you're emotionally exhausted, that's being worn out, right? 
So okay, you're, yeah. you're so tired, you just have that brain fog, and it goes on and on and on. And if, yeah. if it's just emotional exhaustion, maybe a week's vacation will help or a weekend or whatever. Right. And it's important to address emotional exhaustion because it's often where burnout starts. Because the next piece of, of burnout of these three dimensions is depersonalization, which is a fancy term that basically talks about being disconnected. You're disconnected from people, disconnected from purpose. Well, you can I see if you're emotionally love, exhausted, love, you're going to want to withdraw to protect yourself. That's you know what? In, your, in all your writing, this was one of my favorite concepts. I really appreciate the way you went into detail explaining this. Because, you know, you you can get advised. In fact, I was just reading something the other day. Don't take things so personally. And then I saw this word depersonalization. I went, wait a minute. Where's What does that mean? How are they different? Where's the balance? I, if you're listening in, I just want you to know Stan did a great job of explaining what depersonalization is in his book. So I want you to explain that. But I also want our listeners to know, Stan, if they don't get enough from you right now in this short time, they can find more in your book. Oh, let me say your book title. Okay, I had it right here. It's in my papers. How to Bur- Beat Burnout for Yourself, Your Family, and Your your Team. Now, I'll put that in a hyperlink on my blog so you can find that without stopping your car or getting run over or anything. So, okay. So, Stan, tell us what depersonalization means. Yeah. So, again, it's this idea of, of disconnecting, becoming cynical, withdrawing from relationships, even withdrawing from your – possibly from your sense of purpose – um, a lack of, it can express itself in a lack of meaning. So this is why earlier in the previous episode, I mentioned this idea of comedy versus tragedy, right? That yeah. essentially depersonalization is when you put yourself on that tragic path toward isolation. And that's yes. for me, one of the most concerning pieces of this thing. Yes. You know what? One, one of my guests, her name is Sandra Bristow. She gave me a quote that I'll never forget. It's one of my favorite quotes on a show ever. And she said this, isolation is where Satan takes you before he goes in for the kill. Hmm. Isn't that yeah, great? If you remember, you remember the Lion King? Yeah. Right. The, the Disney movie. You know, what is it that Scar does with Simba? He convinces Simba it's his fault that his father died. So that he oh. runs off on his own, disconnected from his pack, right? Yes. He, he sort of sends him off into isolation. Yes. Okay, we're going to we're getting I, to the two. I'm getting the two minute warning, Stan. I knew this was going to go fast. I want to oh, tell yeah. our I want to tell our listeners we're going to talk in the next segment when we come back from these break. This next break, we're going to talk all about. I'm going, to, I'm going to put it in air quotes, the cure. Stan's going to give us some really practical tips. I know he's got them because I read his book, which is awesome, How to Beat Burnout for Yourself, Your Family, and Your Team. So because I read that book, I know you're going to have some great information for us when we come back from the break, Stan. Do you want to just sum up real quick? Yeah, so burnout is not just being worn out. There's more to it. There's three things you want to watch for emotional exhaustion, depersonalization that we did get to talk about and ineffectiveness. And when we come back from the break, I'll have a chance to explain, unpack ineffectiveness and then we'll get into things you can do about it. I love it. That is so great. And don't forget, you can go to kathycraffy.com, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com, where we speak truth with a Texas twang. And there you will find a chance to sign up for my blog, which I hope you do. In it, I'm going to put all the hyperlink to Stan's stuff. 
But in case you don't want to do that, I want you to know you can find him at stanleyjward.com. He does speaking. He does training. He does. He's, he's amazing. He coaches leaders all over the country. In fact, I loved your intro on your book because the leader that you quoted that gave you your foreword on your book as a dear friend of ours. So anyway, we have a lot of connection and Stan has a lot more to be sharing with us. So stay with us as we go to this break and know that we have really great stuff coming back. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, we're talking to Stan Ward. Stan, I've been doing this two years now, and the first year we had two million downloads, and same thing last year. And I've never had a repeat customer as a guest, but I'm kind of thinking I might need to have you on again because I can think of a bunch of stuff I still want to ask you about. And it's for me, it's like free coaching, right? I love the way. That's right. Doing, yeah. I, I know. Happy, I, so happy to do that. All I have to do is invite you back and then I can I can focus on what I need to know. This stuff on burnout has been so helpful for me. I loved reading your book. I'm going to say your book's name one more time so people can find it. How to 
how to beat burnout for yourself, your family, and your team. You've been you've been sharing. You really sh- you really honed in on this on the first episode we did where you shared your story. You even named specific people that you consider part of your community. And and as it works out, they're people I know and love. Like I mentioned, the foreword on your book. That young man who's now middle aged, I guess, because I'm getting old. He's such a great young man. I'm not going to say his name on air, but. Um, but I know that people, when they read what he had to say, in fact, maybe I'll just quote him. I loved what he, he wrote a whole foreword for you. But what I loved about this, he, he names, I'm just going to read what he wrote. At that time, I had been burned out for months, had lost perspective and was on the brink of making a series of devastating mistakes that would have negatively impacted my life, my family, my companies and dozens of charities that those companies have been actively supporting. By calling to mind all that I was about to jeopardize by my actions, Dr. Ward helped me to realize that I had lost sight of what I truly valued. And I love that because particularly, you and I share a lot of mutual friends. In fact, I didn't realize how many people we share mutual admiration for. One of them is this young man, and I know how influential he is now. And so... And that really touched me when I read his foreword to your book. And that was just the beginning. I mean, a lot of people don't even read the forewords to a book. But I was so glad I did in your case. The whole book is that way. So now we've been talking about the things that are kind of clues that you might not just be worn out. You might really be burnout. And it might not just be work-related. It might be at home because of some, mm-hmm. you know, terrible stress that has happened in your life at home. So Emotional exhaustion, depersonalization, and ineffectiveness is what we've talked about as as signs that you need to pay attention. You were going to tell me a little bit about what ineffectiveness is and then move right into practical things we can do to start to feel better. So will you do that for us now? Gladly. Uh, In fact, that's a nice segue because a lot of times the stress that we feel is related to this sense of ineffectiveness. Ineffectiveness is basically that that sense that I'm in a hamster wheel, running all the time and getting nowhere, right? Yes. A friend of mine that I I quote in the book who's involved in law enforcement, I I asked him one time how things were going. He said, you know, Stan, I feel like I'm throwing pebbles at a freight train. Oh. And a lot of that is because there are so many things, the the issues that he's addressing, there are so many things that are beyond his control, right? And and coronavirus would be one of those as well, right? I think right. about parents who are trying to be to trying to teach at home. I know you've done this series through your blog on homeschooling and trying to give folks some tips who are new in that space. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of clients I talk to who, man, they're just beside themselves. Of course, part of this is putting pressure on themselves too. Yeah, they're feeling really ineffective because they're trying to work and they got work expectations and they're trying to parent their parent expectations and then they're trying to be a mm. teacher and their teacher expectations and they yeah, feel like they just can't deal with it, or not deal with it, but they just can't be successful. They're ineffective. Right. right. And so burnout right. is the combination of that emotional exhaustion. So you're worn out, depersonalization, you're disconnected, you're cynical, and finally the ineffectiveness. You feel like you can't get anything done. And it's when so all three true. of those come together, boom, that's that's when you're really into burnout. And I think it's, everybody's felt that way. I know I have. I, I would just I'm amazed because I get to interview all these successful people, and there are a lot of common themes among 
highly motivated, successful, hardworking, practical, loving people and champions. I think they're like you, a champion in their family and their communities. So I love it that you're bringing up this. It's a universal thing that we all experience. There's no shame in this. The question is, how do we get recharged? I mean, how do we get back on track? So help me with that, if you would, for the next few minutes. Yeah. So the first thing to do is realize that burnout is like a, these, these three dimensions are like spectrums. Think of them as a scale from zero to 10, right? So the yeah. zero would be complete emotional exhaustion. And then 10 would be whatever the opposite is for you. And so all of us are on that spectrum somewhere. And so the yeah. first thing to realize is it's okay to feel like you're experiencing some of this stuff. What, where you want to check in is to say, okay, is this getting in the way of the life I'm supposed to be living or the life I want to live? I probably shouldn't use the word supposed to be because that can get into some weird space. But, you know, is this getting in the way of the life that I want to be living? So for me, I, I love that, that. I think that's a great way to put it. Yeah. So that realization that I had these daughters that I wanted to raise in such ways that they did yeah. not marry a total jerk. Right. <laughs> that was the point where I realized, okay, I'm on the spectrum in a place where I've got to take action. Now. Yeah. Wow. That's so awesome. Yeah. So a simple exercise would be to say, okay, let's say if emotional exhaustion is a zero and, and you and I were joking about free coaching, but here we go. Uh, so for <laughs> yeah. you, Kathy, I'd love to hear what is the exact opposite of emotional exhaustion for you? Joy. Joy, right? So now you've, you've got this spectrum. You've got emotional exhaustion at one end. You've got joy at the other. And you can take a moment and you can say, okay, where am I in this thing? Yeah, that's so good. And really what I'm working on is helping folks proactively move the needle in the right direction so they don't hit zero. So they don't hit total emotional exhaustion, total depersonalization, total ineffectiveness because Really, once you're in that space, there's a lot of other negative stuff. We start, that's where we start seeing the self-medication behaviors mm -hmm. that go on, the addictive behaviors. That's where we start seeing a lot of the depression and just really the darkest expressions of burnout. So I'm trying to help folks avoid that sort of falling into the, the pit, as it were, and to be proactive, move the needle the direction it needs to go so then they can be fully present uh, for themselves, they can be fully present for their families and fully present for their work groups. So I want to ask you a question that I didn't, I didn't ask you ahead of time if I could ask this, but one of the things I noticed in something that you'd written had to do with spiritual burnout. And I've noticed that we put such a, a guilt trip on ourselves as Christians sometimes that I just want to tell my brothers and sisters, lighten up. Jesus died on the cross for us. We're, we're, you know, life is okay. We're pretty good. We're alive today, and we got the hope of heaven tomorrow. I mean, things are looking pretty bright for us. So, and yet, even just saying it like that, it's so chirpy. So talk to me a little bit about what, you know, you can't say that to somebody who's going through a trauma. So talk to me a little bit about that. How can the church encourage people to be real and authentic and not so perfect all the time and, and just really walk in joy because they don't have to be obligated for everything else. Yeah. Well, okay. So two thoughts, I, I you know, one is that response of not being so chirpy. So I, I did mention in the article about, uh, you know, how the, the 
old wedding vows about enricher or poorer, sickness and health, yeah. till death do us part. Those, those are really the best ones. The stuff we, we, we try to make up and a lot of that stuff we just can't live up to. So right. I, in that article toward the end, I mentioned there was a point where people would come up and say, I'm praying for you. And I just wanted to smack them because I, <laughs> yeah, I felt like those real. prayers really weren't doing anything. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I had real immediate yeah. needs. So yeah. that's why stories about people like Les and, and or, or yeah. Chris, people who were able to do practical things and even help me see the needs that I wasn't able to see. Uh, I would say yes. if you're really concerned, look for the needs of that person and focus on practical ways to address it. And, and I don't want to belittle prayer. I'm really not. I'm no, just I saying you're when not. you're in that spot and you're really in the funk, the the words I'm praying for you or at least for me, they just, there's a point at which I just got, got tired of it because it felt like my situation's not changing. <laughs> now we got to well, do something else. And I think, I think there's a moment when, you know, like I have a friend right now experiencing breast cancer far away and she knows that I pray for her all the time because that's all I can offer her. I want to do more and there's, it's, I'm so limited in what I can do that that's one of my big things. And I know she really appreciates it. But there are also times when people say, they just throw that at you because they don't know what to say. And I think we all know that. So um, certainly you and I both know that prayer is amazing. It's our conversation, our ongoing conversation with God, which you have already explained and, and said explained so beautifully how God speaks quietly to our heart. And I love what, what you shared about that. We have about two minutes left. I want you to close this out. Before you do, I want to say I'm going to put all the hyperlinks, including the one to that article he just quoted in uh, my blog and so all you have to do is go to my website and search stan ward and you will find an article all about him with all the hyperlinks in it that's at kathy craffy k-r-a-f-v-e dot com where we speak truth with the texas twang now also you can find stan's stuff at stanleyjward.com and i really encourage you to go there not only does he do life coaching but he also which he does really well based on some of the people i know that are his clients but also he he has that extensive training and education and he does in pine cove too so he knows how to educate and entertain simultaneously he's learned from some very amazing experience so don't forget that in his book, uh, How to Beat Burnout, too. So all that will be in there. Stan, you have one minute. Can you close my show for me? Yeah, and so I'll speak to the other side of the, the spiritual burnout piece. As you're reading Scripture, remember the, the main characters are not Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and these other folks that we often try to get four bullet points from and how to live our lives. Uh, the main character of Scripture is God. Yeah, I think when you when you frame it that way, it takes a lot of the pressure off us. And I love that. Hopefully, you can feel less ineffective and embrace grace more. And understand his plan for you is so beautiful. Whatever experiences you're having now, like my sweet friend Stan Ward went through with his dear wife Mindy, God has got amazing way to bless other people and somehow. And sometimes we just don't know till we look back. Whatever you're going through, Stan and I want to join together and tell you we really care about you. And we hope that you will find comfort in some of the things we've shared today. This is Camp Crafty Fireside Talk Radio, where we speak truth with a Texas twang. Oh, no. 
Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, fiddle. Got in peace.